You're listening to the Sourced Property Podcast with Stephen Moss and Chris Kirkwood. Hello and welcome to the Sourced Property Podcast. Welcome back if you've listened to previous podcasts. And if you haven't listened to previous podcasts, please go and listen to all the other ones that we've recorded before because they are all fantastic and jam-packed full of value. This week, I'm with producer M. Hi, Em. Hi, everyone. How are you, Emma? I'm good. How are you? Are you excited to be back at work? Yeah, but you are after your long trip to New Zealand. So if you don't know, if you don't follow me on Facebook, first of all, you should. And secondly, I was in New Zealand with my family for a month and this is my first week back. So uh, not only a Christmas hangover, but also a holiday hangover for me. However, let's get straight into the podcast. And it is the beginning of the year. And therefore, what should people be doing right now? Setting goals for the year. Now, we did a previous podcast about setting goals, but now is the time to do it. It's very easy in December or even November to start planning ahead into January and thinking, next year I'm going to set goals. Next year I'm going to get myself organized. Next year is when all the changes are going to happen. Well, next year is now. So all the things that you thought you were going to do, now is the time to do them. Now is the time to start putting all of those plans into action. And that starts with writing your goals and understanding where you're going to be at the end of the year. Because if you can't even get your stuff together to write the goals, then how are you going to break out of your comfort zone throughout the year? How are you going to grow as a person? How are you going to do things that you've never done before with confidence if you can't even set your goals? So now's the time to do them. This is so important that we're not going to do a new section this week. We're going to focus on you setting your goals. So if you need help, I think we put the... um, We had a a podcast a few weeks ago about goal setting. And in that podcast, did we put the PDF of how people set their goals? Yeah, I think so. But we can attach it to this one too. So Yeah, let's do that. Brilliant. Okay. So we're going to put it in this one. If you haven't done it, I can't emphasize enough how important it is that you do it. So please look at that PDF, use it, read through it and set your goals now. So what goals have you set yourself this year, Chris? My goals are basically to build sourced build the podcast, grow everything, again, push myself out of my comfort zone. And instead of going to New Zealand for a month, I'm going to be going to New Zealand for two months at the end of this year. <laughs> I'm not really. I don't it? think you're going to get that signed off. <laughs> uh, so my goal, my goals are to grow in every area of my life, to, to put it in, you know, in short terms. What yeah. about you? Well, I turned 30 in June. I've only kind of half written a list, but I'm going to create a list of 30 things to do before I turn 30 so and how many have you got on that list at the moment probably about 15 okay so I'm halfway there but I'm gonna finish it off this weekend yeah if anyone's got any suggestions fire them in (laughs) brilliant okay then thanks very much so now the main part of the podcast and again this does tie into your goals because a lot of people are going to be looking at their goals and thinking I want to leave my job I want to start my own property business. How can I do that? And they're going to be writing down a month or a time of year or a certain level of income that they need to achieve before they step out of their job. They do that magical thing of handing in their notice so they can go into property full time. So we're going to be talking about the right time for you to make that decision because a lot of people will make the decision, come out of their job and then regret doing it at the time that they did it. So when did you come out of your job and go into property full time? Well, you could argue that I've been in property full time (laughs) 
for a long time, but obviously it's not my own property business. So I haven't, I'm, I am still in my full-time job. Which is brilliant, I think, for this podcast, because that means that I can ask what Emma's opinion of all these things are, and then I can give the experience that I have and a lot of the people that I know have got. So Emma's probably going to be looking at this from your point of view, if you haven't yet done it. And I'm going to be looking at this from somebody who has done it and knows a lot of people that have done it. So hopefully we're going to be able to um, make a lot of sense to you from those two points of view. Yeah. So let's get started. First of all, I want to say that when you're in a job, usually the people that are in jobs and want to get out of those jobs and go into property are pretty disillusioned with the job that they've got. Now, I can understand that you would be disillusioned with a job. However, you need to make sure that you're looking at this objectively. You need to make sure that you see that that job gives you an opportunity to give yourself security over the long term. Whether you've already started your property business or not, it does, mean, it does make a difference whether you've got a job running alongside. So it's very important to be objective, not just to look at your job as a negative thing that's holding you back, because it's a lot easier to get a mortgage when you've got a job. It's a lot easier to pay your bills when you've got a job. So first of all, let's just look at the, the way that you're looking at the problem and make sure that it's not just a negative and you want to get out of the business that you're in as quickly as possible to get into property. Because I think that's a mistake. I think it's something that a lot of people do because when they're in that position, they're viewing that job with a lot of emotion and they're feeling like they're you know really unhappy with their job. Now, like I said, I think that's a, that's a mistake. Now, Obviously, you work at Source, Emma, as yeah. the marketing manager, so you've yeah. never been disillusioned with your job. But do you know people <laughs> that have, have been in that situation? Yeah, of course. I've got lots of friends or family that have been in a job and they've wished they wasn't in it. They've never kind of got the passion for that particular job or career. And you know what? I was just talking to somebody yesterday who said they're going into their job and they're pretty unhappy. They don't like the environment. They don't like the, the tone. They don't like spending their time there. And they don't see any future in it. But when they look at property, they see the future. They see the possibility. And it's all under their control, which obviously they like. That was just yesterday that I was talking to somebody about that. And I think that's really, really common. However, like I said, you've got to look at the benefits of having that job as well, because it does make a huge difference to your property business in the long term. So let's look at the differences between property income versus employment income. Yeah. So employment income, sum Obviously that up for us. Steady. Um, you know what's coming. You've got bills to pay. You know you're going to be able to pay them. Exactly. Property income. Now it completely depends on what your property strategy is. Yeah. If you're flipping, you might not get income more than two, three, or four times per year. So you've got to be really, really good at budgeting. If you're doing something like rent to rent or you're, you've got properties that you rent out yourself, you're going to get more regular income. However, that income isn't as dependable as your previous employment income. There's a yeah. risk that from one month to the next, you might not receive your income. Mm -hmm. Therefore, what's the logical thing to do to make well, sure that you've got more income coming in than you actually need month on month? Yeah. So some people start the property businesses with a part-time job as well. And I know that's not fully... So they've got getting... a full-time job, a part-time job and property? No, no, no. no. They've got a part-time job. So they might reduce their hours of their full-time job to part-time to then start their property business. The bills are covered whilst they are setting up. Which is good. 
so long as, and this actually goes into the next point. So let's finish this one first, then I'll get into that. Yeah. Property income, what a lot of people will say is, I've worked out what my bills are and I only need £2,000 a month. Now, for instance, on something like rent to rent, where you could, you could achieve £1,000 income per month, they'll then say, well, that only means I need two rent to rents. But yeah. what happens if, the, if you know, a few tenants leave at once? What happens if one of the owners of those rent to rents asks for it back? Then all of a sudden, you're in quite a difficult situation. So what I would say, to get to the point very quickly, when you first start out, your goal should be, if you're looking at regular income, you need to double the regular income that you get. So if you need £2,000 a month, then build your property business to create £4,000 a month and then think about stepping away from your full-time job. Now, to give you an example of that, that's exactly what I did when I started my rent-to-rent business. I was also uh, running another business, which took up about 50 hours of my week. So I, I was working in a business that took 50 hours of my week. Now, I was in control of my time because it was my business. However, I built a portfolio of four rent-to-rents, each one uh, generating about £1,000 per month. And only at that point did I think about stepping away from my main business. And that gave me a fantastic amount of security, not just for me, but obviously for my family as well. So I would say that getting into the, um, the ongoing income from property, a simple equation is going to be, what do you need? Double it. That's what your target has to be. Now, to get into the people that the point that you just made about having a part-time job and getting into property, yeah, I think that's all well and good, but... You need to be incredibly self-disciplined to walk away from a job where somebody else is telling you what to do. They're creating your task lists. Yeah. They're pushing you all the time to then create a lot of open space for yourself and manage that yourself. Yeah, definitely. Now, one of the things that going into property gradually does is it makes you much more aware of how much time and effort you're putting into things because you've got a full-time job and then at night, probably, and at weekends, you're doing your property as well. Mm -hmm. So you know how much you can achieve. You know how much effort you can put into this stuff. And then when you walk away from your full-time job and you've got those 40 hours a week uh, from Monday to Friday as well, mm -hmm. you're sort of expecting yourself to be that busy, as busy as you have been between Monday and Friday. And yeah. when that doesn't happen you know, something clicks in your head to say, hold on a minute, this isn't how it was before when I was building this successful business and therefore I need to go back to being that busy and what can I do? I yeah. think that's a good way of, you know, transferring and building your self-discipline because if all of a sudden you step away from that job and you've got that time free, it's very easy to waste time. It's very easy to start at 10 o'clock in the morning instead of 8 o'clock in the morning, which over the course of a week is 10 hours and you can achieve a lot in 10 hours. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? I think, yeah, you've got to be disciplined with your time. And it depends, obviously, what kind of job you've had before and whether you've managed yourself or a team and you can bring those skills into something like this as well uh, if, if you want to start your own business in property. Because if you've managed your own time or a team previously, you kind of know that you've got to set yourself tasks or you've got to set your team goals and then you've got to review them regularly and it's the same with your own business you've got to make sure you're setting goals and, and hitting them and looking at time actually this is something that I've just thought of how time dependent is your strategy is one of the points that I've put down but actually that can affect what strategy you choose when you enter property so if you've got a full-time job but you're very in control of your time 
you could probably do something that's going to, you know, you, you need to go to a lot of viewings, you need to meet a lot of tradesmen. Um, so therefore, it's going to take a lot of your time from nine to five. Yeah. But if you don't have control of that, you need to choose a strategy that has more flexibility in it. So you can yeah. do it only at evenings and weekends, that it's not going to take any of your time during the day because you don't have it. So actually, that's a very good point. That um, You need to look at how time dependent your strategy is, and that can affect what strategy you choose. So it's all part of the planning that you make, the goals that you make, and how you use your time. So what kind of strategies would you suggest if you started a property business within your evenings and weekends? Well, I did that with rent to rent. I was in control of my time, so I could go and see people during the, during the days, but actually it would have been very easy for me to make those appointments at evenings and weekends because I wasn't dealing with a lot of businesses. Yeah. Uh, I was dealing direct to vendor. So I could meet the vendors. They probably had full-time jobs as well. Yeah. So I could meet them at evening and weekends. The trades would have been a little bit more difficult, but there's always a way around it when you use uh, stuff like safe locks uh, to access property, if you need them to go in and do, do any work for you. I think flips are probably a little bit more difficult because it's quite intense, especially when you're managing the refurb. It can be quite intense in how time dependent it is. And so I would definitely look at something like rent to rent as something that doesn't take a huge amount of time during the day. So the next thing you're going to look at is how dependent on regular income your strategy is. Because if you've got regular income coming from your job, then obviously you can depend on that to grow your property business. Something like if you're applying for mortgages, mortgage companies are really going to love seeing that you've got that regular income coming in. If you haven't got that regular income coming in, then mortgages are going to be far more difficult. So mortgages really in a property business are going to be used to build your own portfolio. So if part of what you're doing is to add to your portfolio and therefore you need mortgages, you're probably going to need a regular income. Now, there is a way around that. Most mortgage companies don't accept property income or certainly rental income as proper income. However, if you have that going through a limited company and you're paid from the limited company, then that can help you get your mortgage. However, that's going to take a long time to grow a, grow a limited company to get to that point. Well, how long will it take to grow your limited company to be able to start paying yourself to then be able to get a mortgage? Well, that depends on the limited company. It depends on your property strategy. It depends on how much money you've got to invest because you need that limited company. If your strategy is single, single lets and you generate 150 quid profit per month from a single let, assuming that it's tenanted. You take off your 10% for voids and you take off your 10% for repairs. You're down to 120, so or around 120. So you're making 120 pounds profit. So you're going to need around, what, 16, 17, 18 of those properties in which to cover your 2,000 pounds that you need. Now, if you want some contingency in there, then obviously you've got to go higher than that. So that could take quite a long time to build up a portfolio of 16, 17 or 18, um, 18 single lets. Make sense? Yeah. Okay. So how quickly you want to grow your property business and what are you looking to achieve in property? They can also be factors that you need to consider. You know, you need to have a really good, really watertight plan as to what you're going to do. If you're thinking about stepping away from a job and you haven't got a plan of exactly what you want to do, how you're going to achieve it in the next 12 months, then really you're making that decision prematurely. You're making an emotional decision rather than an objective decision with your head. And part of that is that most people calculate to get away from their job far too quickly and maintain the lifestyle that they've got. However, that's not the point of getting out of your job 
and getting into property. The point of getting into property for almost everybody is that they want to grow their property business. They don't just want to step away from their job into property and that's it. But when they look at how much, well, I need £2,000, so I've just got to create £2,000. Well, you need to cover the £2,000 that you've got, but I assume that you want an upgrade in your lifestyle. And if you want to upgrade your lifestyle, you're going to need more than £2,000 to do that because you need to grow your property business. Now, I would say that if you need £2,000, make sure that you have a regular income of of £4,000, so you're doubling it. And then over and above that £4,000 is the money that you put back into your property business straight away in order to grow that business, in order to make that business bigger so you can, over the long term, take more money out and upgrade your lifestyle as well. That emotional decision right at the beginning of I just need to cover the money that I currently make is a really bad place to start your property business from. You really need to look at this. You know, you're starting a business. You're starting a business on your own, and it might be the first time that you've done that. Start to look at this as a business person. What do you want to want to achieve over five years? Not just getting away from the job that you hate, but over five years, say, what do you want to achieve? And therefore, what place do you want need to start from to achieve that in five years? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Have you seen other people do that kind of thing where they, they all they want to do because they're making that emotional decision is get out of the job that they're they're in and they haven't thought about growing the business they just want to start the property business yeah i've heard people who haven't necessarily stepped into creating their own business talk in that way but you need to have a plan in place don't you and you need to focus on your end goal as well like you said if you've got a five-year kind of idea of where you want to be that's going to help you to grow and help you to focus so again just go back to the goals remember make them very specific you can't get into too much detail when you're writing out, especially especially with the finances. And the, the goal template isn't just about what you want to achieve. It's about how you're going to achieve it. So don't forget the how, because that is incredibly important. Yeah, if you want to message podcast at sourced.co, um, I can send over that template for you. Excellent. Thanks very much. So in summary, regular income, if you're stepping away from a job, because of regular income, you're going to need at least double, I think, regular income in order to provide you and your family the security to make sure that that income is going to be consistent or your income out of that property income is going to be consistent. If you're making irregular income in something like flips, I think it would be very sensible to to come from a place of having at least a year's worth of income in savings that you're not going to touch for property in the bank, ready for you to use for the coming year. Have all of your costs covered for at least a year. And then all of the income that you need, sorry, all of the money that you need to use in your property business separate from that. So make sure that that money that you have to cover your costs will not be touched. And that gives you a year to build that property business. And if it's not going right by the end of that year, you know, you're going to be able to make a decision after, say, nine months and then look for another job And you should be able to find something within three months to replace that income. So I really hope this helps. I hope you're looking at this in a slightly different way now. If you are thinking about getting into property, like I said before, it's January. So a lot of people are starting to think about when they're going to step away from jobs and when they're going to start to do things for themselves. So like Emma said, podcasts at source.co if you've got any questions, if we can help in any way. But thanks for listening. 
So this week's tip is from me, Emma, and it is going to be about when you're starting your property business, um, you need to obviously look at your marketing. What I'd suggest you do is look at competitors, look at other people who've started in the industry and get some inspiration from them. Join lots of property groups online, uh, on social media. There's tons and tons of Facebook groups out there. Uh, including our own, which is SIN, which is SIN Property Community, which stands for Sourced Investor Network. We've got tons of people on there that all kind of chat property, share their experiences and tips and tricks on there too. So yeah, check it out. Thank you for listening to the Sourced Property Podcast. Visit sourced.co for free training videos and blogs. 